Rhema for Today Radio. By the gift of faith, the violence of fire has been subdued. By the gift of faith, the miraculous has been supernaturally manifested and that people have been fed and sustained living and laboring in some instances for 40 days without even food or water. Are you listening to me? Angels have stood guard over the servants of God protecting them because this gift was in manifestation. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on the power gifts of the Spirit. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. I was in a service, and I, I think we need to be careful about these things, friends. We need to be scriptural. We need to believe the truth. We need to practice the truth. We need to get results, but we need to be careful. This wasn't my particular service, but it's another service, and, and, and a man was talking along this line. I didn't agree with some of his methods, but... Uh, I, I stayed with him just to hear what he did have to say, and then after the service, well, I remember uh, two ministers, two, I'm sure there are other ministers in that there, but they were two full gospel men, and one of them was a Pentecostal holiness evangelist, and he came to me almost crying, he said, Brother Egan, he said, uh, you know, he said, I, I was in that service, and I went up just to shake hands with this man that was doing the preaching, you see, and he said, uh, when I shook hands with him, told him I enjoyed it. I didn't understand everything that was going on, but I just just give him the benefit of doubt. He knows more about some of these things than I do, I guess, you know, and tell him I, you know. Uh, and, and so he said, while he had to hold my hand, he said, you've got a devil in you. <laughs> I said, have, have a? See, here's Pentecostal holiness of man. He said, yeah. Well, he, I said, what kind? He said, you've got a devil of resentment in you. I'm going to cast that out of it. So he cast out of him. But the fellow come to me and he said, if I got, if I got any resentment in my heart towards anybody, I don't know it. If I've got that in me, I don't know it. I think you would if you did. I think you would know it. Don't you think so? See? Well, he said, that really confused me. I was sort of going along with it until then, but that really confused me. I started checking up on myself. Have I got something in me? Don't have in me. I mean, you know, and he said, if I've got any resentment in my heart towards anybody, I don't know it. I don't, he said. I know I don't. I said, well, I'm sure if you did, you'd know it. I mean, I'd know whether I had any resentment towards anybody or not, wouldn't you? Fella didn't know whether he did not, either, either he doesn't or else he's crazy, one of the two, if he don't know. Because you do know. You do know. Well, then another minister came to me. He said, Brother Higgin, I was in that service. He said, I went up, shake hands with that fellow afterwards that was doing the preaching and all this. And he said... He had a hold of my hand. This fellow was confused. He said, I'm confused now. I said, well, what am I? What well, he said, he said, I had a devil in me. <laughs> or an evil spirit in me. I said, well, what kind did you have? <laughs> and so he told him what kind of a, uh, of a spirit he had. And then he said to me, he said, well, if I do, I sure don't know it. He said, that, that's not my case. That's not me. I don't have anything like that. Again, he, he sort of had something against somebody. You see, a fellow minister. He had, he had envy. He had... Uh, hate, you see, and ill will towards a fellow minister. He said, I don't. Before God Almighty, if I died this minute and went into God's presence, I don't have anything in my heart against anybody, much less a minister. Now, don't you know he'd know whether he did or not? But I think what happened to this fellow, I think this man is doing this preaching is a perfectly good fellow and had a perfectly good ministry. But I think that you get sometimes 
on any one subject and just keep building on it until you get to the extreme on it and get out of balance. One thing I pray God help me to stay balanced. Now, you know water baptism is a Bible subject. It's scriptural. It's biblical. I believe in water baptism, don't you? And yet there are people that's taken water baptism and built it all out of balance. They'll tell you if you're not baptized in water, you're not saved. And that finally some of them even tell you that's what saves you. Well, that's the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's what saves you. And then others will tell you, unless you're baptized in water, you know about a certain formula, we don't care. And then some of them, even who baptized by the same formula, said, unless I've done it, you're not saved. <laughs> well, I heard one say that on the radio. Said, uh, he's baptized in the name of Jesus only. And I heard him say right on the radio, I'm not talking about what somebody told me. He said, I don't care how many of you people have been baptized in the name of Jesus only, you're not saved unless I did it. I'm the only one authorized to do it. And none of you will ever go to heaven unless I do it. Unless I baptize you in water named Jesus. So that leaves all of us out. I'd just soon hear a donkey bread midnight in a tin barn. In fact, he wouldn't do, I'd rather, because he wouldn't do so much harm. Nobody paid any attention to that donkey bread. Are you still out there or are you going home? Well, now, you see, here's what I'm talking about. Here, I believe in water baptism. I believe in the name of Jesus. But you see, the thing is, you can take water baptism and push it to the extreme. You can take the name of Jesus and push it to the extreme, you see, and do more harm, though you've got an actual scriptural basis back here somewhere. You can push it to the extreme and do more harm than good. Amen. Can you follow me? Amen. Then not only that, but I believe and know about evil spirits, the devil and demons, and we need to know something about them. But you can take it and build on it and push it to the extreme, do more harm than you can good until you'll finally just see a devil in everybody. You know, you'll see an evil spirit in everybody. Everybody's got one. Everybody. And people become more devil conscious than to do God conscious. They become more demon conscious than to do Holy Spirit conscious. And they give place to the devil, he defeats them. But bless God, Jesus said, ye shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Didn't he? Amen. I said, didn't he? Amen. Praise God, the truth will make you free. Well, thank God there is deliverance. Praise the Lord. Now then, I'll tell you the truth about the matter. A lot of these things, like I said, isn't the devil at all. He may take advantage of some situations that exist, but if you would just deal with the flesh, he wouldn't have anything to work on. If you'd do what the Bible said about it, if you'd present your body to God because the devil's out here in this world, he's the God of this world, and these evil spirits are here. But if you'd just simply yield, give your body as a living sacrifice unto God, which is your reasonable or spiritual service, praise the Lord, and not yield the members or instruments of your body as instruments of unrighteousness, but unto God as instruments of righteousness, the devil wouldn't be able to get any place in you. Amen. But now, it is certainly true that there are those that are bound by the enemy. And of course, all bondage, either directly or indirectly, is of the devil. That doesn't mean there's always the presence of an evil spirit right there. But he's behind the thing. But we are not going to be able to deal with situations just within our own strength, our own general ordinary faith, but thank God for the equipment of the Spirit of God. Now then, the gift of faith is used, as I said, to cast out demons, but it's also used to raise the dead. But however, there's more in manifestation. In raising the dead, you'll find this, that all three of these gifts operate together. 
the gift of faith, the working of miracles, and the gifts of healings are all in operation when a person's raised from the dead. Now, you see, this is one reason that you don't see too many people raised from the dead. Because some of us may have one or more of these operations, but not too many of us have all of them. Are you listening to me? Now, you see, in other words, first of all, in the raising of the dead, if that person, it takes faith to call them back, call their spirit back, you see, because the spirit's left the body. It takes this supernatural faith to do it. See? Amen. And it takes a working of miracles to do a work of miracle to pull them out of bed like Wigglesworth did and set them on their feet and set them up against the wall and say, start operating. But then it takes gifts of healing because if they weren't healed, you see, they'd immediately die again. They have to get healed too, don't they? Right. Sure they do. Sure they do. And so actually you have the manifestation of all three of them together on that. Now in other words, in summing up, we'll say this. By the gift of faith, the violence of fire has been subdued. By the gift of faith, the miraculous has been supernaturally manifested and that people have been fed and sustained, living and laboring in some instances for 40 days without even food or water. Are you listening to me? Angels have stood guard over the servants of God protecting them because this gift was in manifestation. Men have been delivered from the ferocity of beasts, like Daniel, for instance, the lions did. There has been an inward calm within the spirit of those in possession of this gift, so that a man condemned to die could sleep on the very eve of his execution. Praise God. That's beyond ordinary faith, isn't it? I've got faith. I believe you have. I know every believer does, whether you use it or not. But I don't know whether I'm supposed to be executed in the morning or not. I could just sleep like a baby. Could you? It'd take a little supernatural faith beyond the natural to do that. Beyond the ordinary common human faith. You see what I mean? And then by this gift, you see, raging storms that have threatened to submerge the ship at sea. Praise God has been stopped. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources that will change your life. So visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. I'd like to tell you about this month's special offer. This package consists of the mini book by Kenneth E. Hagan entitled Learning How to Flow with the Holy Spirit of God. The next resource in this package is Kenneth E. Hagen's four-CD series entitled Spiritual Gifts, The Power Gifts of the Spirit. This is the second volume of a three-volume set. Last but not least is Ken Hagen's mini-book entitled The Key to the Supernatural. These great resources are at the special price of $19.95. That's $11.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free. 1-888-FAITH-99 Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99 You can also order online at rhema.org That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G rhema.org 
Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. You know what's going to happen in just, uh, what, a couple of weeks or so? <laughs> I, time's going fast, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yes, camp meeting. Yes, camp meeting is coming up. Yes. And, you know, uh, that starts Sunday. July the 23rd mm-hmm. at 6 p.m. That's yes. Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And then Monday through Friday, the 24th through the 28th, it's uh, 10 a.m., 2.30 p.m., and 7.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, we also got, you know, other speakers. I'm yes. speaking, Denise. Our daughter's speaking, Denise Burns. Craig is speaking. Mm-hmm. My, our son, Craig Hagen. And then we got Charles Cowan, Mark Hankins, uh, who Darryl else? Huffman. Darryl Huffman, David, David Sharon, Sharon, and Philip Slaughter. That's uh, right. Yeah. He used to travel with yeah, us. Yeah, he traveled with the singers and band for a number of years. Yes. And now he's out traveling, ministering on his own. Mm-hmm. And we're really glad to have him. So, uh, hey, you want to make plans to come. Uh, and then, of course, the Youth Summer Blitz, they summer call blitz, it. Yes. And it's a get your game on. That's right. And stepping out and stepping up your walk with God. So, hey, and then we have the ch- the children and the ten, at the 10, 10 o'clock, o'clock services, service. the 10 and the, thir- and the, and the night services. Mm-hmm. We, in the afternoon, the children, we don't have get to after- take a nap. Yeah, get to take a nap. <laughs> or but come to the service. Or come to the service that's with right. their parents. We don't care if you want to bring them into the main auditorium. That's all right. Hey, so we can- both went to services, to adult services. And, and I slept on a lot of pews. <laughs> I slept on a lot of pews. Well, I listened. I was going to sleep. Well, more, not too often. <laughs> not when I was. Not when, when I were little. Away, not when I was small. I know. But hey, bring the whole family. Yes. You can go to on, online to rhema.org, get all the information. Monday, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his classic series from the Rama Archives The Power Gifts of the Spirit. That's Monday here on Rama for Today Radio with Ken and Lynette Hagen. We're looking forward to you being with us next week. Have a great weekend.